This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, February 8th. Hey, Mark, this is the first time we're talking since my big um, network shout out on the, in the world of sports. How about that, huh? That's a big one. That was quite the audience that heard your name. Did you hear it or not? No, I saw zero seconds of that entire football game. Why? Uh, we were doing the Chinese New Year on Sunday because Amanda was going to be busy during the week. So that's when we had to do it. That's why. And you sent me that picture of Theo looks so cute. He's been walking around and bowing and saying, Sinya Kwai Lo, Sinya Kwai Lo, which means Happy New Year. Oh, I like that. He just, I feel like he just likes to dress up a little bit. So I think that that could just be forgetting about the holiday. No, 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 no. You, you do not know what it took to get that coat on. Really? Him. Why? The only way he agreed to put it on is if we told him we would not button it closed. We told him it would stay open. Oh my God. You got a bargain with your two and a half year old. That's rough, man. Oof. So, Okay. Mark, do you want to describe your your brush with uh, the the network television audience watching the football game? So so it, it was the the Bengals and Chiefs, yep, yes, Kansas City the Chiefs, and the Bengals pulled off the upset, and I don't, nobody saw that coming. Yep. And the game ended, so CBS was on site because it's a big game this time of year. So the whole crew is there on site. Uh, JB, James Brown, Bill Cower, Boomer Esiason, Nate Burleson, they're all there. They're doing their post-game show and talking about what happened and the keys to the game. And then, uh, so you take it from there. So I guess you and Nate have like this kind of thing that you do on the morning so, show, right? Okay. So I have been on CBS Mornings, our morning show. And lately I've been doing a lot of segments with Nate Burleson, who's our, now our new anchor in the morning. And I adore him. I, you know, I got a soft spot because I am an aging athlete. So honestly, Mark, you know, if there, anyone's an athlete, I'm going to be all in, right? And the first thing I did was say to him, I think I had better hands than he did. So we'll see. I mean, I haven't thrown a football with a guy yet, and he is a former professional football player, but that was sort of, I was talking trash with him. So we became friendly. And also, coincidentally, I've done some work with James Brown for the network. Not serious. I'm not a sports person, but just like we've become friendly and he's a great colleague. And Mark, you know him also, which is like, he's one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Agreed? Very rare you find people like that. I mean, he is a delight. So he and I have become friends. So, you know, sometimes I'll text him in the middle of a game, a random game, and I'll be like, dude, look at your socks. They look great, you know, and things like that, just to like bust his chops. The game before, the week before, I sent a note and said, oh, tell Nate, don't leave it all on the field. I have a big tax segment with him the next morning. 
you know, ha ha ha. So this time, Nate basically says for Cincinnati, the kicker's name is McPherson. And, you know, it was great because, you know, he says, oh, he's like, he's all money, like he's money McPherson. And it was just like a funny thing that he said. So now right before they go off the air, JB, James Brown looks at him and says, money McPherson. That sounds like a segment for you and Jill Schlesinger, Nate. Boom. My phone explodes. It was kind of like the greatest thing ever. That's that's my brush with fame. That's your brush with sports fame. Sports. But I mean, okay. my normal like what is the biggest audience that I've ever been on? I would say CBS Sunday morning. Right. That's probably the biggest audience. Five, five million or so. This is what? 30 million. Come on. Yeah. For that for that game. It's huge. So essentially, yeah, it was kind of cool. Anyway, I heard from a lot of people, some of my former colleagues, some of the people who like actually were mentors of mine. Um, Mark and I have a really good friend, Bill, who we love. He sent a funny note and Harvey, all the old, all the old codgers sent me notes, Mark. That just shows you how many people watch that stuff. It's huge. So now this is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life, right? So we talk about money. That's why we're talking money, McPherson. And uh, we want to talk about your money. If you've got a financial question, just go to jillonmoney.com and click the contact us button. And so let us find out if Laura, who's on the line with us from Washington, D.C. Laura, were you watching the game and did you hear my name? I was not watching, so therefore I didn't hear your name. By the Sorry. way, I want to say, Mark, that I, I like reading Laura's email. I almost knew that she wouldn't watch. What about you? Did you think that also? Like, she sounds way smarter than like the 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 hoi polloi among us that just loves football. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I I just have some issues with the concussion stuff, so I stopped watching. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. That's true. My brother in law was like that, and I'm like, but you're still missing the best year of playoff football. I know it's tough. Laura, what brings you to our airwaves? And thanks for joining us. Well, thank you so much. I love listening to both of your podcasts. So thanks to both of you for having me on. Um, Which one do you like better, Laura? Oh, boy. Here we go. Well, the one that comes every day because I get more of it. Oh, (laughs) snap, Mark. Good answer. (laughs) Oh, God. Otherwise, I don't remember which days to look for the other one. Uh, Well, aren't you a subscriber? Don't they just show up in your feed? Yeah, it does. But... But I still go in looking for, ooh, what do I get today? Okay, Laura, what is going on? How can we help you out? So I'm calling because now that I've, as I've gotten raises over the years, I'm at the point where my salary and other like investment income and stuff gets me to where I'm close to having my modified adjusted gross income at the point where you can no longer contribute the full amount to the Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. And I've been maxing out both my 403B and Roth IRA for the last over many years. And I'm trying to figure out, we have both a Roth 403B option and a traditional 403B option. Am I better off putting more into the traditional 403B to make sure that my salary comes in under that amount so that I can put the full amount Mm -hmm. into the Roth IRA? Or should I be putting, I know you guys are big fans and particularly Mark, but putting as much into the Roth as possible. So should I be fully just putting everything into the Roth 403B and not worrying about if I can't put everything into the Roth IRA. Tell us about yourself. How old are you? I'm 41. Are Um, you single or partnered? Single, no kids. How much do you make? It's, I think with this year's raise, it's at 131 now, but I am expecting a promotion in the next six months, um, which will bump it up a little bit more. Okay. 
Are you putting the full amount into your retirement account? Are you putting in that yes. 20,000? Yes. Okay. So that's a full, so you do the, the full max contribution. And then on top of that, you also do a Roth? Yes. Wow. That's a lot of saving on 131000 In D.C. In D.C. Yeah. Do you own or do you rent? I own. Whoa. Let's hear about that. It's I bought it for six eighty in twenty nineteen. Um and because of um being able to refinance the mortgage, I'm now at a two point five percent thirty Come years. On. Come on. What's the outstanding loan balance, Laura? Over half a million. Okay. It's all right, don't worry. Do you have any uh emergency reserve fund? I do. I have um about a hundred thousand dollars in a combined emergency reserve, some house like improvement stuff that I've been doing and vacation fund. Do you have a brokerage account? Do you have a little fund? I do. Um, I've got 370000 in a taxable brokerage. Fantastic. What do you put in there? What, what kind of investments? It's mostly in Elevest using their robo-advisor thing, but I've been, I just switched that last year. Um, and there's about half of it that's still in T. Rowe Price in um, like a S&P 500 index, but I'm planning to, I wanted to make sure it was all long-term capital gains. So I figured just leave it for a year. You mean you can't move a S&P 500 fund as no. an asset? Wait no, a because What's it's zero the- prices, like but why proprietary we- one. They told me I had to sell it to move it. So why Elevest and not just hang out in zero price? So when I was, I wanted to, about a year, a little bit over a year ago, I started looking into trying to be more um, like sustainable in my investments and trying to get into more ESG funds and things like that. And when I, I actually called T. Rowe Price and talked to them about it and they're like, yeah, we've got one or two <laughs> funds. <laughs> and I was I like, it. okay, well, this isn't the right place for me. Um, and I think they like just started those. And so I was looking at different options and I ended up moving my Roth IRA to Fidelity um, where I've got three different funds that are all ESG funds that give like it's a I think it's an international bond and a U or international stock U.S. stock um, and a bond index that are all meant to be ESG and so I'm sure and I've done some research I know they're probably not the full extent that I would like to be sustainable but they're at least closer to where I want to be. So I have to just point you to this series of articles that is in the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. A guy named James McIntosh has been writing them. I found it really fascinating. Started, I think it's, uh, you know, about a week ago. And and the first headline is why the sustainable investment craze is flawed. And it's really interesting. It's just essentially not to say that like, oh, these are bad. It's just like, if we want to actually create change, this may not be the best way to do it. So anyway, it's a series of columns. They've done a bunch of them already. I would encourage you to just check them out because I learned a lot just reading that. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Anything else that's going on in your financial life we should know about? I mean, not really. I can tell you how much I currently have in like Roth IRA and the Roth yeah, 403B and traditional. So Roth IRA, I currently have 248000 because when I was in grad school, my mom encouraged me to roll over an old 401k and move it into Roth um, because I was earning like pennies in grad school. Way to yeah, go, mom, with that advice. advice. Yeah. Um, and then my traditional 403B, I have 175000 now. And Roth 403B, I've got about 10000 in it. Okay. Mark, would you like to ask any other questions? Here's my question. Do you also, in addition to all these accounts, Laura, do you by chance have an existing traditional IRA? No, I do not. And also, you mentioned to me before we went on the air, so I'll just share it with everyone. You used to have a job where you had to travel quite a bit, right? Yes. And I hope that eventually I will be traveling again for work. But right now, I'm not. So now you know what I'm going to ask you, which is, do you have a will? Do you have a power of attorney? And do you have a healthcare proxy? So I have the will. It took me two and a half years, but finally, like three weeks ago, I got it done and signed and everything. Um, so it took aren't a long you happy? Aren't you so happy you did that before me? You know? Oh yeah, no, definitely. Hearing you ask everyone definitely helped push me. I mean, it, okay. it, it took a lot of pushing, but I got there. great. I'm a gentle nudge, gentle. Yeah, um, it helped. Um, so I appreciate your nudging, um, but okay. I do still need to do the other steps. But I figured, okay, this one's done. I can breathe. Um, Mark, what do you want to tell Laura? I would, uh, Laura, I would 100% do the 403B Roth, 100%. I wouldn't worry about that, pushing your modified adjusted gross income over the Roth limit because you don't have an existing IRA. So the easy workaround for that is just to open up an IRA. I would do it at Fidelity. I wouldn't do this at Elevest. Mm-hmm. And you, you can make your annual non-deductible contribution, $6,000. And literally, as soon as that transaction clears, you just convert it into the Roth. It's the easiest workaround that there is. And as we speak, it's still allowed to happen. There's some debate as to whether it goes away with Build Back Better. But for the time being, that's how you do it. That's what I do every single year. And you're and Mark, you're a hundred percent like we should we should be saying a hundred percent Roth four oh three B for her as well, right? Yeah, I would. She's not in a, I know. She, she doesn't she's the, not in a high tax bracket. Yeah, and the other thing that's interesting, I mean, I know probably the district has some pretty high taxes floating around, but I will point out to you that, you know, listen, you're in the twenty four percent bracket. You've got a monster deduction for your home mortgage interest, which is great. Right. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I agree. I would make this all Roth all the time. When you say you're due for an increase, how much do you think you're going to be seeing as an increase for your salary? I mean, it won't be a huge amount. I'm actually a government contractor, so I'm on the like GS scale, even though I'm not a government employee. Um, Yeah. But and so it will be like I could actually look at it and and figure out where it will be. But I think it'll probably be something around like five, six thousand a year. Oh, fantastic. I I agree with you, Mark. I love doing the Roth. I think that doing the conversion makes sense. Mark, are you worried that Elevest won't let her do the conversion? Because if she wants everything there. Fidelity is where I've been doing the IRA. I I would keep that aspect at Fidelity. I would not go to Elevest. Oh, boy. Mark's not a big fan. No, I don't think think it's going to be as easy to do that as at a robo. Okay. I think you're probably right. So now, of course, we have the sliding scale of morality. Are you okay with that, Laura, to be a little bit? (laughs) <laughs> no, at Fidelity, I've got the stuff at Fidelity is in ESG funds. Okay, good. All right, then fine. I think you're in good shape. I think that you can go ahead and listen, gang, if you're listening to this and you're wondering about, um, you know, what about these um, these backdoor Roth conversions, like for now you can do them. Mark, 
Remember what Ed Slot said when we interviewed him, though? He was saying, don't do these backdoor Roths till we have like through the end of March. Do you want to put that out as our, our general advice to wait on doing those? I, I would say just give it to the end of the first quarter. So if by April 1st, you know, we haven't heard anything, just go ahead and do it. They're not going to they're not going to make it retro to this year at that point. I don't think. OK, so we're talking about for everyone listening. This is Build Back Better, which is in in the Build Back Better that was talked about last year. Um, there was a talk about getting rid of a backdoor Roth and getting rid of the mega backdoor Roth. And so when Mark and I interviewed Ed Slot, IRA expert, CPA, he's a little concerned that that's going to, if, if Build Back Better comes alive again, even in some smaller format, he thinks that that's something that could survive. So if you are in the mood to do a backdoor Roth, Mark and, and and I are now, I think, convinced that at least wait until the end of March and let's see what happens. All right, Mark, that was a uh, that was a good one, right? I I think it's interesting to to hear people as they're navigating their questions around, you know, how do I manage my Roth versus traditional? I think it is. You did say that that was our most frequently asked question. Is that right? Yeah, the topic of Roth is by far the number one question to hit the inbox. Conversions or Roth or pre-tax, definitely the most popular. All right, good. It's pretty great for almost anyone. That's the thing. By the way, last but not least, um, we are going to be talking about sports from time to time. Mark, officially, uh, do tell me what you're thinking about the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, not very sexy is my first reaction, to be honest. Really? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not, uh, I don't know why I'm just not feeling the buzz this year. Mm. I'll watch it for sure. I hope it's a good game. Oh, how about this? As we do this recording this morning. So Tom Brady officially announced his retirement. Oh, he so did. Now, now it's he- official. He put, he put out this big farewell note on Instagram. I think it's like nine pages Yeah, where he thanks, he thanks the Buccaneers, he thanks all the Buccaneers coaches. He he singles some of them out. He thanks the city of Tampa. What about he living? What about he living there? What he about the fans? And he, he spent two years in Tampa. He spent twenty years in New England. He, not one mention of New England. Not one. Not even the New England. Not even the Patriots fans. I know that he hates the coach. I guess nothing, I don't know nothing. nothing. As if he never played there. Oh, that's that's <laughs> oh, cruel. 20 years and six Super Bowl rings and not one mention. That's insane. Is he going to go into the Hall of Fame as a buck? Wow. To think that he actually won seven Super Bowls is phenomenal. Well, good luck, Tom Brady, counting your millions, living with your gorgeous model wife. And does he have little kitties or something? I think he does. He's got three kids. Yeah, three kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope he's got some hobbies. Uh, Maybe he'll like take a bridge. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think he's going to go create some NFTs for real. He is going to create NFTs. I heard that. It's hysterical. It makes me laugh out loud, actually, completely. Uh, yeah, he's all over the crypto world, too. Oh, God. All right. So um, good luck with that. So let's see how quickly you can give your money away. <laughs> it's like he might. this is the 21st century equivalent of a former sports star opening a restaurant. That's what I think. NFTs and we'll see how it goes. Don't worry, gang. We're going to keep talking about crypto and NFTs and wait until you hear our conversation with our friend Jeff about 
the metaverse. I don't know if, are we going to put that on this one also or what? Are we going to put that only on Jill on Money? What, where Where is that going to live? If you Listen, if Mark puts it on Jill on Money, you're going to have to subscribe to Jill on Money. And you can do that wherever you find your favorite podcast, wherever you listen to this. You can follow us wherever, okay? So it's I on Money and Jill on Money. Those are our two main broadcasts. If you've got questions, go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button and we would be delighted to talk to you. So it's very easy to do, and I encourage you to check it out. So we drop our episodes here at I Am Money, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Mark Talerso is the co-host and executive producer and everything to me. We are distributed by Viacom CBS. Try to lift someone up today. Curiosity, compassion, community, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you on Thursday. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.